48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. The government condemns Cathay Pacific pilots who failed to obey anti-COVID rules on a trip to Germany as the trio lose their jobs. A woman dies and three men are injured in an accident at a sewage plant on Lento Island. And food panda bosses settle their differences with couriers who went on strike to protest fee cuts. The government has described as unacceptable the behaviour of three Cathay Pacific cargo pilots who've lost their jobs after flouting anti-COVID precautions during a layover in Germany. Violet Wang has details. The Transport and Housing Bureau said in a statement that it was deeply regretful at the failure of the pilots to follow the so-called closed-loop system, under which crew overseas must travel directly to hotels and stay in their rooms. Citing the severity of the incident, the Bureau said it had instructed Cathay to take action and noted that the airline had already taken several measures. The pilots tested positive for COVID-19 after a trip to Frankfurt. Earlier, Cathay said it had found what it described as a serious breach of overseas layover requirements. The company didn't elaborate, but confirmed that the three no longer worked for the airline. The infections prompted authorities to order about 130 crew into quarantine. Cathay says it's asked officials to review that decision. Hong Kong is extending its COVID booster vaccination programme to cover anyone who has received the Sinovac jab. Here's Francis Sutt. Bookings for people who have had Sinovac will open next Tuesday, although there must be a gap of at least six months between a person's second and third dose of vaccine. Until now, only priority groups, such as those with compromised immune systems and those over 60, have been eligible for a booster. But officials said they have decided to expand the program after assessing the capacity and service demand at vaccination points. All those eligible for a booster can choose to get Sinovac or BioNTech, regardless of which one they took for their first two doses. Health officials reported four imported cases today. The four men, aged between 28 and 54, arrived from Singapore, Germany, Britain and Pakistan. The Labour Department had launched an investigation into a fatal industrial accident at the Suhoan Sewage Treatment Works on Lantau this afternoon. Authorities say four workers were trapped inside a manhole. They were later rescued by firefighters, but a female worker died in hospital. Of her three male colleagues, one is in critical condition, the other two are in serious condition. Food panda couriers who joined a strike at the weekend say they've reached an agreement tonight with management to settle their differences on fees and the handling of customer complaints. Speaking after seven hours of talks, worker representatives said the company had offered a very good package, with changes to take effect by February. This courier said he was happy. We have made our agreement with the management and director. And our first point was very hard, which is uh, last time also we discussed a lot. And they give us a very good package and we have done our best to get what we want. To the customers, please come back. We have made our very good decision and Alhamdulillah we are happy from, for what we get it. And we are the winners and there is also not a mistake of them because the mistake from the communication barriers and they, they promise with us that they are going to do as, as soon as possible. A think tank has called on the government to step up the monitoring of public space on the harbour front that's built and managed by property developers. Civic Exchange said officials should offer longer-term contracts for the sites so private operators don't resort to short-term, low-budget projects to make money. Karine Lai is a senior researcher. For long-term operations of um, 
these public open spaces and private developments, you can't just have like the basic requirements to build and maintain, like you know, sweep the floors and you know, take pick up the rubbish. It's, it's that basic right now. Um, if you want to have like operations, that has to be flexible over time when things change, it needs to be able to be reviewed, you need to be able to have some sort of like a performance standard, there's like audits, um, perhaps customer satisfaction or visitor satisfaction. These things need to be taken into account and they need to be sort of flexibly reviewed over time. The weather becoming cloudy overnight, sunny periods during the day tomorrow. Temperatures will range between 22 and 26 degrees. Moderate east to northeasterly winds. The outlook will be warm over the weekend, but the winds will strengthen from the north next Monday and it will become appreciably cooler during the day. Morning temperatures down to 16 degrees in the city, lower in the new territories. Temperature now 22 degrees, humidity 76%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. An animal welfare advocate has criticised the authorities for using bread to lure wild boars in an operation to capture and kill them. But the government said the tactic was adopted to make sure everyone was safe. Maggie Ho reports. In their first capture and kill operation, officers from the Agriculture, Fisheries and Conservation Department used dart guns to tranquilize seven wild pigs before putting them down in Aberdeen. But Roni Wong from the Hong Kong Wild Boar Concern Group, who observed the operation at the scene, said it was despicable for them to have used bread to lure the wild pigs from the woods. Of course, some of them were used to being fed, and they came down because they were not afraid of people. But we cannot rule out that many were afraid of people and were quite timid. But if you keep using bread to attract the pigs, you are in a way encouraging them to come into the city. Mr Wong told an RTHK program that he believed the government should maintain its contraception and relocation scheme and step up education for people to stop feeding them so the animals would stay in their own habitat. But speaking on the same program, Simon Chan, assistant director of the AFCD, said the officers were only using food to lead the wild pigs to a spot where they could be put down under controlled conditions. He said officers had made observations and learned that the animals came down from the hills to search for food every evening. In the operation, we fed them so we could capture them. It would not increase the nuisance they cost or change their habits. They are already used to being fed. There were more than 20 officers from the department and there were many police officers and members of the press as well. The pigs were still not afraid and have lost their wariness. They went to the streets themselves. He said the operation was more humane than hunting, as the animals were tranquilized before drugs were administered to put them down. Mr Chan also reiterated that only wild pigs that visit the city frequently would be targeted. He said the contraception and relocation scheme had not been effective, noting four of the animals killed had earlier been relocated but had returned to the area. The Development Secretary Michael Wong says there may be three large hospitals in the future northern metropolis, each of them potentially having more than 2,000 beds. He also says people will gradually see the completion of some new housing and facilities in the metropolis in the next decade. Jimmy Choi reports. In an interview with RTHK, Mr Wong said the government has already reserved land near the future Kutong MTL station for a new hospital. He said authorities are also looking into building a large hospital in Hongshui Kill and expanding North District Hospital in Shenzhou. 
The official also said the northern metropolis will see around 200,000 new units in the next 10 years, with some in the new development areas of Kutong North and Fanling North beginning to take in residents as soon as 2024. Mr Wong noted that the Kutong MTL station is expected to be completed in 2027, while the Hongshuikyo station is scheduled to be completed in 2030. He said there could also be new housing around a proposed new Lobu South Station, while nearby Mankam Tou may be further developed for logistic, residential and commercial purposes. A child protection group says the resumption of face-to-face teaching in schools has sparked a sharp increase in reporting of abuse. Against child abuse says reports of suspected abuse rose by 40% in the 12 months to March over the same period a year earlier. The group says it received 200 calls during that time. Half involved physical abuse. Its director, Donna Wong, said children between 6 and 8 face the highest risk. Children advancing from kindergartens to primary schools and from primary schools to secondary schools require more adjustments to the new learning environment and study more. During these transition stages, parents face pressure to choose schools for their children, and they were worried that the academic performance of their children will not meet the school requirements, which will lead to excessive expectations for their children and easily cause parent-child conflicts. Overseas, a state of emergency has been declared in the Canadian province of British Columbia, which has been hit by torrential rain, floods and landslides. The Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, said hundreds of armed forces personnel were heading to the province to help. Roads have been washed away, several mountain towns are cut off, and there's no access to Canada's biggest port, Vancouver. Holger Schwittenberger runs a dairy farm in the city of Agassiz in British Columbia. He's been helping those affected. There were 60 dairy farms that were given an evacuation order yesterday with an evacuation order the animals and the people must leave. And dairy farmers such as myself were 30 kilometers east of the situation, high and dry. We took as many cows as we could and local farmers with their trucks and transporters and trailers brought the animals to us and we've incorporated them into our herd as best we can. Indian authorities say air pollution in Delhi remains extremely high, a day after officials moved to close schools and shut down some power stations to tackle the smog. The concentration of tiny particles, known as PM2.5, was almost 300 micrograms per cubic metre in parts of the city. The WHO says the maximum safe level is 25. Varendra Kumar Trivedi, an asthmatic Delhi resident, says he's now making more use of an inhaler and a nebulizer. So this is very, like, personally for me, it is very difficult. And uh, when I see the scenario overall, it is very depressing on the part of governments. Why they are not doing anything substantial to ensure this, uh, like, clean air is something very fundamental to life. Germany's lower house of parliament has approved new measures to control COVID infections as the rate continues to rise steeply. Daily confirmed cases have surged to 65,000, by far the highest figure in Germany since the pandemic began. The new measures, including limiting access to public transport and workplaces to people who have been vaccinated or tested. Professor Tobias Welt is from Hanover Medical School. I'm quite sure that we need to do something and we need new restrictions and what had worked uh, a year ago. So the distancing face mask uh, rules must be in place whenever there is a high incidence. 
The US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, has condemned the violence against pro-democracy protesters in Sudan and again called for the return of the ousted Prime Minister, Abdullah Hamdouk. Fifteen people were shot dead on Wednesday when the security forces opened fire on crowds demonstrating against last month's coup. Mr Blinken, who is on his first trip to Africa since taking office, said military leaders must listen to the voice from the streets of Sudan. The Prime Minister himself is, I think, a source of uh, real legitimacy, and he needs to be restored to his uh, position. And at the same time, releasing people from, uh, from detention is vitally important, and critically, stopping the violence. The fact that, again, yesterday, so many people were killed simply for raising their voices in support of the democratic transition is totally, totally unacceptable. This man, Mohammed, has been on the front lines of the demonstrations. The difficult part, all of it was difficult, like the, the pain and, and the people screaming and the injured being carried to the hospital and the sound of the doctors screaming when the hospitals got raided by the military forces. I got shot at by a police who has black mask on. It's not just a rare case to be near uh, live bullets being shot. It's just normal, like... You have to run. If if he's aiming, you should duck or get out of the way, or you will get shot. That's all. That of the Global Women's Tennis Association has cast doubts on an email released by official media on the mainland attributed to tennis player Pang Shui. Ms Pang has not been heard from since she made sexual assault allegations against a former state leader. The email says she's not missing or unsafe, but just resting. Foreign Ministry spokesman Jia Lijian was asked about Ms Pang at a press briefing. Are there any other questions about Pang Shui? Please ask them all in one go. My reply is very simple. This is not a foreign affairs matter. The Danish Football Association has real plans to highlight human rights abuses in Qatar, which will host next year's World Cup. The Qatari authorities deny the accusations. The BBC's Alex Kapstick reports. The announcement from Denmark comes two days after Amnesty International released a report claiming thousands of migrant workers in Qatar were still being exploited, despite new laws designed to improve conditions. Denmark's players wore T-shirts highlighting the issue during their successful qualifying campaign, and the protests are set to continue. The head of the Danish FA, Jakob Jensen, said their efforts would intensify. In a statement, he thanked sponsors for agreeing to make space on their training kits for the World Cup to include messages calling for change in Qatar. A reminder of our top stories tonight. A woman dies and three men are injured in an accident at a sewage plant on Lanto Island. The government condemns Cathay Pacific pilots who failed to obey anti-Covid rules on a trip to Germany as the trio lose their jobs. And food panda bosses settle their differences with couriers who went on strike to protest fee cuts. The news from RTHK. Radio 3 Once upon a time there was a tavern Where we used to raise a glass or two Remember 